that way. So you think. It's very ironic, isn't it? That we live in a land of freedom and liberty. And yet we so easily believe that our faith is decided for us. We say nothing can ever change. Nothing can ever be different. I can never be different. I can never do anything else for a living. I can never be right by him. I can never be right by her. But goes around, comes around, and around, and around. My kid can't learn, so I'll just give up on it. Politicians will always lie, so why bother voting? You'll never stop drugs coming into the country, you might as well legalize. What should be our response to that kind of fatalism? Because Jesus came to break fatalism. What is his first word out of the gate? Repent. Change the face. You've been going down this road. You've been that kind of person. Stop. Change direction. Turn and repent. St. Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a saved creation? Nope. If anyone is in Christ, he is an old creation? No. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old person is gone in Christ, and the new has come. Remember that story in the Bible about a woman with a flow of blood, 12 years. I imagine she spent her life saving going from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor to no avail. And she saw Jesus and she said to herself, If only I could touch him. If only I could touch the hem of his garment, I would heal. And she was. Jesus broke the face. Jesus broke the direction of her life. And he did the same with blind Bartimaeus and dozens of other people in scriptures. Because Jesus is about changed lives. And whether you're 12 or 13, or whether you're midlife, or you're at the very end of your life, even when you're on your deathbed and you see nothing else to say, say, Lord Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. It is never too late to change the direction of your life. It is never too late to turn the direction of your life over to Jesus. The question is, have Have you consciously at any point in your life said, Lord Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. You might say, well, sorry. I believe in God. I go to church. I pray. Thief could have said that too. I believe in God. I go to the temple. I pray. 
there was a certain time when the penitent thief looked at himself, looked at the holiness of Jesus, and gave control over his life to Jesus absolutely and completely. And my prayer is that sometime this Holy Week, you will say that to you consciously and from your heart, Lord Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. That's number one. Number two, there's more. When Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. It means not only that it's never too late. It means that we will never be alone. It's important that Jesus says, with me. Today you will be with me in paradise. And that speaks of his personal loving interest in us. Now, some people think that salvation is an intellectual exercise. As long as we get the idea right, as long as we come to a certain level of knowledge, that's all I need. But Jesus promises us something else. He promises us a relationship. There's all the difference in the world between knowing about Jesus and knowing Jesus. Intimacy, proximity that is forever communion. And that's what we practice here at Mass. Today you will be with me. Remember that story about Lazarus and Martha and Mary. Jesus is in Jerusalem and he receives word that his friend Lazarus is God. And he finally, finally, makes it to Bethany, where Lazarus is. And the first person he meets is Martha. And Martha's very intellectual. She's got all the head knowledge. I know my brother Lazarus will rise again, she says. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. It's not just knowing about it's the relationship that's all important, a relationship where we understand that we will never, ever be alone. Whatever we go through, wherever we go, God promises to be with us. Today, you will be with me. You know, there are many people, including some here, who have fear nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor 
anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And one last thing. Note that all of this dialogue has taken place with the thief on one side. The reverse is true for the thief on the other. He has chosen to remain ever alone. He has chosen to rebuke the love of Jesus. He has chosen to ignore the holiness of Jesus. And he will always be alone. And that's what hell is. Eternal separation from God and from others. Today, Thank you.